and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. This is Hotshot Danny Duggan, leader of Team Jacked and Fanny Packed, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. This is Hotshot Danny Duggan, and you can follow Canadian Wrestling's Elite on social media. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CWE Canada for all the up-to-the-date latest news updates on Canada's elite wrestling alternative. This is Ryan Bowman, editor-in-chief of TheGorillaPosition.com, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. Alright guys, Big Drew and Carl Carafel here on the J&K Podcast. What is going on? What's up, guys? Alright, so we're here for another week here, Carl, with some Turnbuckle Talk. Now, before we get into all that discussion, though, uh, let's talk about our sponsor, CollarAndElbowBrand.com. CollarAndElbowBrand.com is where wrestling passion meets street fashion. As you heard, if you listen to the intro, the founder of Collar and Elbow Brand, Al Snow Say, um, a great bunch of people over there working with collarandelbowbrand.com um, giving high quality merchandise which uh, I'm honestly in love with um, I have several items from collarandelbowbrand.com if you guys follow me on or follow the uh, the show on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter you will see nine times out of ten there's a photo up with something from collarandelbowbrand.com on there now, they just came out with their spring 2018 line, and you have the rest of today and tomorrow to go there, take a look at what they've got. They're doing a huge spring cleaning event happening right now, and you can get up to 60% off items on collarandelbowbrand.com. But what you need to do is use our promo code at the checkout. And that will get you guys, on top of the sale prices, an additional 10% off your entire order. Yeah, absolutely. Good deal. There's some new shirts and all kinds of stuff going on there as well. And, of course, make sure and uh, go over to thegrillposition.com and check out our friends over there. Um, you know, wrestling reporting done in a real kind of old-school fashion you know, talking about all the goings on it, not all you know, not just WWE, but uh, Impact, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling, all kinds of stuff there. So if you're uh, into that real kind of pro wrestling illustrated approach to uh, uh, wrestling kind of reporting and editorial, uh, GrillPossession.com is a place to go. I like how you put that with a pro wrestling illustrated approach. Yes. I, I I like that. 
All right. Well, before we get into all our wrestling discussion here, let's do our usual sound clip and uh, I dug up uh, another kind of fun one here. I think we uh, did one of another song that uh, that he did, and uh, this is uh, another popular one. Uh, so let's uh, listen to Mr. Donald Trump, the current president of the United States, sing "Cake by the Ocean." I am with you. I will fight for you, and I will sing for you. States President and, of course, WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump uh, singing uh, Cake by the Ocean by DNCE. Yeah, that one, I mean, it was <laughs> it was all right, but yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It was it was really hard to understand what was happening because some of the words are just so small and so quick so in there. So quick, yeah. Yeah. But definitely, uh, you know, an interesting job with the editing there, and I think uh, still done pretty decently. All right, so there is a fair amount uh, going on in the uh, in the wrestling business right now, especially WWE getting close to WrestleMania season. But uh, one thing that you know really, you know, kind of stood out uh, in particular was this, uh, you know, with me being a big Royal Rumble fan, that there is this huge Royal Rumble match uh, in the works. Uh, going on here and uh, some interesting things kind of surrounding it here as well yeah there definitely is i mean it's um <clears throat> gonna be the biggest royal rumble that's happened mm-hmm. and it's not happening in january nope. um from what we're understanding right now through a partnership with saudi arabia um for them to present and, and televise uh, WWE programming in Saudi Arabia, um, WWE is looking to do something special for them because they are now allowing the WWE to be broadcast, whereas in previous years there really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently the event is part of a 10-year strategic multi-platform partnership in support of uh, something called Vision 2030. Um which is like Saudi Arabia's social and economic reform program. So it's going to be done in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be, you know, here and then broadcast only to Saudi Arabia. No, this is actually happening in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and they tend to kind of go bigger 
with just about everything they do there, you know, with uh, you know Dubai and you know all kind of in that area, they uh, they tend to bring in this kind of stuff. Whether you know in this particular case, you know, pro wrestling, you know, when they bring in uh, Formula One and some of these other other sports, you know, they they build these big, huge venues for this kind of thing too. So I could see there being a pretty large attendance for this thing too. I'm I'm definitely sure there's <laughs> going to be. I mean, so. you're gonna just based on some of the names that they've already thrown out there for people that. Um, should be there you know you're looking Cena Triple H Roman Reigns AJ Styles Braun Strowman The New Day uh, Randy Orton Bray Wyatt Shinsuke Nakamura I'm sure we're gonna see The Miz we'll probably see um, who am I thinking of there the the bar we're probably gonna see them there as well and you know like some of these big names from the company are, are going to be there so this isn't something that Saudi Arabia really is going to get all the time. So because of that, I'm pretty sure we're going to see record number attendances happening for this program. So, I mean, at some point too, they're going to look into, you know, bringing WrestleMania to like an international stage somewhere outside of North America. I know and this could be a bit of a test to, you know, to see how many, you know, what kind of, uh, you know, how many people actually go in to see this thing? So you know, I mean, WWE with it being a global company now, they they must be looking into you know, at some point uh, whether it's in the UK and you know, like the O2 Arena or you know this particular venue or maybe the uh, the Tokyo Dome or something like that. I mean, they must be looking at expanding outwards when it comes to especially WrestleMania. So this will be interesting to see what what uh, happens here. You know, and you know, I mean, it's going to be a fifty man. Royal Rumble, so it's going to be huge. It's going to take a fair amount of time. I would say, you know, just that match, you know, likely looking at two hours just for that, unless somebody yeah. like Braun Strowman comes in and just takes out a bunch of guys all at once. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how this goes uh, over here. Because I mean, it's uh, you know definitely you know that part of the world definitely not known for their wrestling fans. But then again, because there hasn't been a lot uh, going on there, we you know really don't know for sure. You know, just how in, into uh, this. You know, what I mean, I'm just looking at a picture of. Yeah, you know, the stadium that's going to be hosted in the event, and that is pretty large. Well, it's a huge stadium. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a soccer pitch mm-hmm. essentially, is what it is. And yep. uh, like those are always always huge to begin with. Yeah. Um, uh, there really isn't very many small soccer pitches that are out there, right? So yeah. now, m- my question in regards to all of this. Mm-hmm. Are they going to build a bigger ring? I don't know. Or are they going to try to have 50 guys or upwards of 50 guys within a normal sized WWE ring? I think you're going to have to go the dual ring approach to, to pull this off, I think. Dual ring, you think? Yeah, they're going to have to do at least that, I think, you know, because you could potentially, you know, if nobody gets eliminated, have 50 guys in there and there'd be, uh, you know, very little room to move around in there. So I think they, they'll either go that approach or, you know, just find some way, you know, to book the match, you know, without, you know, breaking too much of the kayfabe here because you want to keep some of that alive. But, uh, you know, they, they might just make it so that, you know, just the ring doesn't start filling up with guys, right? So it all depends on how they, they go about it. I mm. mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, there's a lot going into this. So, cause oh, yeah. First time going over there, they uh, you know they got to plan this out uh, well. And, you know, they have to. It's got to be a, a good spectacle. So. Yeah. Well, speaking of spectacle, it is getting close to that WrestleMania season, and the Hall of Fame is going to be happening before then. And some uh, 
Some interesting names have happened so far. You know, Goldberg, Mr. Jeff Jarrett, who we've had the pleasure of speaking to, the Dudley Boys, and now our most recent uh, announcement, this gentleman right here, and we will play a short clip of it, and we will talk about it. In 1984, a good old country boy would make his mark in WWE. How y'all doing? From the Mudbit, Kentucky, weighing the 286 pounds, Hillbilly Jim. Under the guidance of the immortal Hulk Hogan, Hillbilly Jim would be rescued from ringside and thrust into the limelight as the WWE superstar. Hulkster took this man who was literally a fan out of the ringside area. I don't know. I thought it was going to be a down. Played a lot of skills on him, a lot of training techniques. Oh, and a bear hug! Jim wins the match. I don't think he can believe it. I won my first wrestling match the other night. When you step in that ring with Hillbilly Jim, you're going to find out that you just can't go messing with us here, big old country boy. <laughs> oh, my! Hillbilly Jim in a cartwheel! Adored by those of all ages, Mudlick's favorite son would help catapult WWE into mainstream culture during the 1980s. I'm Hillbilly Jim. Good food, good meat. Thank you, Lord, because we're going to eat. Have some tomato. A who? Here comes Hillbilly. Listen to this crowd. They're what do you all think? On their feet, all 93,000. With his signature overalls and country two step, Hillbilly Jim captured the hearts of audiences all over the world. Do you know the thing that sticks out in Hillbilly Jim's mind the most is the wonderful people that I meet? It's the American dream come true. Well, I've got the best fans in the whole world. Plus, I got nothing but pure D luck on my side. That is one happy, happy man there. He spreads that happiness and that joy throughout the entire audience. WWE is proud to welcome Hillbilly Jim into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2018. So there you go. Somebody who, you know, I just remember from, you know, back in the 80s, he was, it was just somebody from, you know, sorry, he was just somebody that just made wrestling kind of fun you know the, the kids everybody were into him and it was just he it, it just it just felt fun you know i don't think there's there's you know he's part of the very short list of guys too that i've seen that just he's not the kind that likes to stir the pot or really has a bad word to say about anybody just like a real gentleman of the business yeah i mean definitely um i mean he i i assume i assume that he kind of influenced some other stars coming coming up and, and coming in yep. i mean even into like just just outside of attitude era i i i really think of eugene mm-hmm. right and and i kind of see similarities between the hillbilly jim character and and the eugene or nick dinsmore uh character right like just just that that simple-minded fun-loving you know nothing can ever get you down kind of uh person and and it's just it's amazing and it's awesome to see that somebody who wasn't necessarily a huge star Mm -hmm. now being inducted into the wwe hall of fame um it's it's just really really awesome to see yeah it's a really uh, interesting mix of people that are you know of 
you know, people get into the Hall of Fame this year, it, it's, you know, you have everything ranging from the Dudley Boys up to Hillbilly Gems. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun Hall of Fame this year. I hope so. I, I definitely hope so. And I mean, not that we get paid to do this, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you do get the WWE Network or subscribe to it through your cable provider here in Canada, um, you will be able to see the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies happen on the WWE Network, and you'll be able to experience the whole atmosphere and ceremony that happens with the speeches and just 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 really everything so i mean it's it's really something to see if you have not seen a wwe hall of fame ceremony Mm -hmm. get the wwe network and just watch because it is amazing to see yeah now going from what's really entertaining and what i really enjoy watching (laughs) the hall of fame to somebody who i i really didn't enjoy watching and it didn't find all entertaining because uh, it is, um, what I'm getting at here is the WWE is possibly looking at bringing back Mr. Alberto Del Rio to the company again. Yeah, I've I've seen rumblings about that. I don't understand Vince's fascination and his interest in this guy who keeps dropping the ball on him. And it's like Vince is, does he have that short term of a memory? <laughs> this kind of stuff, like... like Oh, uh, just, I mean, and I mean, you know, and just in our, our circle of podcasting people, I know that uh, are one of our, you know, the, one of the main hosts over on the uh, Space Jam podcast, uh, Mr. Robino Heat, is definitely not a fan of this man. Uh, so he, if he no. listened to this episode, I'm sure that he'll bring it up in probably their episode and the, his distaste for Mr. El Patron or Mr. Del Rio, whatever you want to call him. So I know he's doing pretty decently over an impact there, and I, I think that you know, that's a good fit for him, and that maybe he should just you know stay there, you know, and not to downplay impact at all because you know they are you know coming almost like you know, one of the Canadian wrestling companies here now essentially with uh, through Anthem there, but uh, you know to come back to the WWE again, I I don't know. I really don't know either. I mean, like you said, he's he's having a, a really good time with with Impact Wrestling right now, yeah. um, which the contract with that is is apparently supposed to be expiring soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's worked for Lucha Underground. He can work for AAA yep. in Mexico. He can do Impact Wrestling. Does he really need to come back to the WWE? Yeah. Does the WWE so. really need? Alberto El Patron or Del Rio, whatever you want to call him. And I have to say no. Yeah. It, it just, uh, to bring him back again, like, I mean, like how many times it, it's, it's like, you know, taking back like a, like an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or something, right? It's like, how many times do you, you know, you do that, you know, that they're an ex, you know, employee or whatever for a reason, you know, it just, I don't really think that there's a, really a need to go there. I don't either. Not really, at all. I really don't think so. There's so many other people that you could, you know, bring up or maybe even call up from NXT, you know, like your Alistair Blacks or your, you know, Adam Cole or, you know, or Mr. Uh, Velveteen Dream. Right? I mean, the list is starting to pile up of guys that are going to be getting close to, you know, that uh, level of being called up. So Eric Young. Eric Young. Yes. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> definitely uh, Sanity, I think, is, uh, you know, would definitely be interesting to see. You know, maybe that's something we'll see at WrestleMania or something. You know, maybe the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which I'm sure is still set to happen. You know, that uh, you know it could be a good chance for you know some of these up and coming people in NXT to you know to you know make themselves known. Yeah, definitely it is, and I mean, 
we are in that season, right? I mean, we never know. And it honestly, within the professional wrestling world, that's the motto to live by. Mm-hmm. Never say never. Never say never, and you never know. Uh, so hopefully, we're going to see some call-ups from NXT happen during WrestleMania. Um, I can almost guarantee that we're going to see a little bit of Johnny Wrestling um, start to make his way in there because of the stipulations that happened yeah. uh, in his his matches with uh, Andrea uh, Andrea uh, Cien Andrade Alms. Cien Almas. Yes, that's an easy name to mess up there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. So yeah, yeah, we'll have to see what happens for sure. Uh, I think kind of a good uh, you know topic to to possibly end on here is uh, you know and this you know deals with something fairly specific, but I think you know there's. You know, more around this uh, as well. And I guess, uh, you know, in the bigger scope of things, it really involves wrestling fans being distracted during wrestling events. And in this particular one that we're, we're, uh, and I'm hinting at here is, you know, when Cesaro, uh, I don't remember what the exact event or show was, but uh, there were some fans playing with a beach ball, essentially uh, at ringside. And he got out of the ring and went to the crowd and, and tore this up. And, you know, to, to quote him specifically, this was actually at SummerSlam, it says right up there. Uh, the quote from him, um, you know, I don't need to add anything out here because it's already been done for me, which is good. So uh, his quote here is, excuse my language, but fudge beach balls. <laughs> now, he's not talking about uh, ones that you can eat. He's just, uh, that's he's substituting the F word in there. Uh, seriously, that's absolutely disrespectful. We are wrestling for the tag team championships, and you want to play with a beach ball? Get the hell out of here. Go. Leave the arena and don't come back. I think every person that brings a beach ball into a WWE arena should get ejected for life. Wow. <laughs> Strong words. <laughs> so would you agree with that sentiment? Or is that maybe an overreaction? Or No. From being somebody that, that performed in the ring, I do not see that as being an overreaction. Um, it You're there to do a job to entertain the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, you take it personally. Yep. If you're seeing that something is happening and you're out there, you're you're giving this the, the match of your career. You're giving your everything. You've given your life to this to entertain these fans. And they're being entertained by a beach ball instead of being entertained by you. You take that personally. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's that's just really hard to kind of kind of get over because like you've dedicated so much to this and for Cesaro um, it's been multiple years that he has you know dedicated to this from the independence all the way through to the WWE Mm -hmm. harsh words maybe so ejected for life I don't know yeah I mean you could even you know another example would be um, was it uh, Brock and Paul Heyman in the ring, you know, doing their thing, kind of hyping things up. And then I think it was somebody in the crowd proposing, uh, you know, to their significant other in the crowd. I mean, mm. I mean that I, I can get a little bit, but I mean, th- I think the time to do that would have been maybe in between matches or when there's some downtime with TV and stuff. Even, even that, I mean, as I guess as, as cool as a moment that that could be for the, the people in the crowd, maybe not the best of timing for it. Yeah, definitely not the best of timing. Right. <laughs> And uh, actually, the rest on this too. Um, uh, Cesaro talks about uh, wrestlers who don't 
you know, who feel that they aren't getting pushed or they, they feel like they deserve to be, you know, be pushed. He says, uh, first of all, nothing happens overnight. Uh, everyone thinks you become successful overnight or you get good overnight, but that doesn't happen. And, you know, he's one to, you know, that, that I can say this because I like he's putting a lot of time. It's always a long road. I came to the WWE after a long time on the independence, traveling and wrestling over the world for, uh, for 12 years. I've uh, been in WWE for six years now. And for some people that success happens fast, but for some people it doesn't, it takes a while. You just have to be consistent and work hard and believe in yourself. And true to a certain extent too, but I mean, if, you know, I don't imagine, you know, there's some people, you know, we've heard some of the horror stories and even talked to, you know, at least a couple of them, you know, that even though they, they feel like they put in the hard work, they feel like they go unrecognized or go underused. Yep. Right. So I would definitely agree, you know, obviously, you know, you know, working hard and, and being dedicated, you know, well, you know, in, in, obviously in a profession that you choose to do, I mean, that's the way to go about it. But, you know, it, you know, with the WWE, I mean, there's always that, uh, you know, silent kind of discussion that, you know, a lot of these people there feel like they're walking on eggshells constantly, you know, not knowing, you know, should I, you know, I had this idea, you know, should I mention it to venture the producers or, you know, should I do this or should I do that? You know, and then at the same time you have Vince and some of the people saying, geez, I wish some of these guys would, you know, have a bit more gumption and kind of reach for that, you know, again, quote unquote brass ring. But yet, you know, these, you know, some of these talent, you know, they, they just, they're almost scared to still. Yeah. And, so, and I, you know what? I can kind of understand because it's, it's almost like a dog eat dog world out there in the world of professional wrestling. Yep. If you don't make your voice heard, then you go by the wayside. Yep. But if you make your voice heard, you run the chance of going by the wayside. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it is like you said on eggshells, very, very hard sometimes to, really be able to put yourself out there and, and, and go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, advice for that, that I can give um, is talk to the veterans. Yeah. That's going to be your biggest thing. Go and talk, find the guy who has been there, not even been there the longest but go and find someone who has been there longer than you have and ask. That's all you have to do. Go and ask. Say, listen, I got this idea. I want to run it by you first to see what you think, right? And that's because the top guys always are in talks with the management. So if you bring this to somebody first and say, listen, I want to run this by you, they're going to they're going to take that as a hey they respect me and they respect the business enough to not just go over top of people's heads yeah. right so that's 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 my advice that i can give on that is take it to somebody first before you decide to go to management yeah it's you know with you know just the with wwe being what it is i mean it's 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 tough to you know, get noticed outside of that seemingly handful of, of people that, uh, you know, do get that push, you know, it's, it's tough. There's just really no, yeah, I can, I can possibly put it. No, hundred percent. You're yeah. right. It is tough. Definitely. It is. So, cause not everybody's going to get, uh, you know, the, the chance I think, you know, 
I think I watched something recently on, uh, I think it was uh, Hunter talking about CM Punk, mm-hmm. you know, and that whole infamous uh, deal there, and, you know, him just kind of saying, you know, that uh, it wasn't that they, you know, didn't want, you know, to really give him a push. It's just that, you know, he said that, you know, just not everybody makes it to that top level, and for whatever reason, they felt that he wasn't that one of those top-level guys. Okay. Right, so yeah, and honestly, that happens sometimes. Yep. There's just not room for everybody at the top. It's you know, I've made the expression where you know, you know, I mean, this may be not relevant, but I'll see it anyways. You know, some people when they talk about you know their physician or their doctor, and they always say, "Oh no, you should go to him. He's the best." There's no possible way that every person has the best doctor out there. There's got to be some of these doctors that are graduating at the bottom of their classes, and and I'm not saying that some people are gonna say, "You know, you should go to my doctor. He's the worst." Hmm. But you know, not everybody is gonna reach the top, the top level. There's gonna be some at the top. There's gonna be some that are kind of in between. There's gonna be some that are just no, not good. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> it's you know, and whatever for whatever reason, the, the top upper level management of WWE felt that you know Punk wasn't top level. So, and, and, and that happens. And I mean, it's, it's not something that it's not something that, that, that you need to, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to explain this. I mean, yes, you you need to take that as I need to push harder and I need to do something to really make it so that I am, you know, seen as that top level person, but CM Punk was always, always a mm-hmm. top mid guy yep always so it's not like he was really losing out on anything because he got the the WWE championships and mm-hmm. he got the belts on him yep. and he got the prestige from it all and he got his name being household and he got his t-shirts and he got his action figures and he got all of this stuff yep. you know like so i mean you really can't be upset with with something yeah. like that I, I know, you know, with him specifically, I know one of his main gripes and his main talking point when he gets into that discussion, if you watch some interviews and whatnot, you know, that, yeah, he, I mean, he did get to the championships and like that, but he felt like he was really shortchanged when it came to the being the main event of WrestleMania. He, he felt that that was, you know, the pinnacle, which obviously, you know, arguably it is to be the main event of WrestleMania. He felt that he was specifically shortchanged when it came to that, you know, because, you know, that one year ended up being you know, The Rock going against John Cena for the main event of WrestleMania when, when he really felt that, you know, Punk deserved that spot, right? So, you know, that's one of the things where it is what it is. You know, The Rock being one of the bigger names in the company probably, you know, still, you know, he just got left out of the, sh- lost in the shuffle. Yep, and the, I mean, that's just, that's that's his feelings towards it. And I mean, yep. everybody's entitled to, mm-hmm. you know, to their opinions and their feelings when it comes to that. Um I don't think necessarily that it was something that was uh, um, intentionally done, mm-hmm. really. But, I mean, you made it. Yep. You made it. You made it to WrestleMania. Yep. You were there. Like, it's it for me, I never got that. No. So, for me, when I hear people moaning and complaining about stuff like that, it's like, come on. Yeah. You 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 made it. Yeah. I don't care if you were the curtain jerker at WrestleMania. You made it. I never got that opportunity. Yeah. I would have loved to have had that opportunity. Right? So I don't know. For me, when somebody says something like that, I'm like, you know what? You you have no grounds to say anything. Yeah. And again, that's my opinion. <laughs> but 
yeah, uh, you know, and you know the same with uh, owning titles and whatnot. Uh, I think it really depends on uh, just the person. I mean, you can make just as big a name of yourself without having you know all the major titles or or being you know the main event WrestleMania. You can still make a name for yourself, and you know, it, it's one of those things where I think with with him, he just you know, I mean, uh, I, I get it. You know, he wanted to you know, be that main event of WrestleMania, but, you know, you accomplished almost everything else, you know, that there was to accomplish in WWE. You know, I get the disappointment there, but at the same time, you know, a little bit of humbleness goes a long way too because, you know, stuff like that, you know, could really, you know, hurt any potential comeback or, you know, any kind of appearance or anything like that again, right? So... Exactly. You know, so he may have shot himself in the foot there, uh, you know, in the long term, or in the big scope of things, but, you know... Time will tell. I mean, you know, we've said it before, you know, the wrestling business is, uh, you know, anything can happen. But, um, you know. Yeah, it's a, we'll uh, like I said, it's a never say never situation. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, there's so much more that, you know, we could talk about, uh, you know, I mean, uh, we don't have all that all much time. I mean, there's stuff going on. Uh, you know, we know Ronda Rowdy's match at WrestleMania now. I mean, uh, uh, NXT looks like they're going to be doing war games again. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. lots going on right now, and we can't get to all of it. But uh, you know, it, it's you know, it's a pretty good time to be a wrestling fan right now. And leading up to that WrestleMania season, there's there's lots going on. You know, and there's even talk of more sexual harassment stuff going on, which we didn't really get into. But uh, uh, let's just say that uh, there's plenty to talk about, and uh, you know, we'll never run out of wrestling discussion to talk about because it's one of those businesses. It's one of those things. There's just there's always stuff going on. There definitely is. Right. Before we end it though, I do want to get your thoughts on one thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there, there is talks of debuting new title belts. Ooh, which ones? They're looking at introducing tag team titles <coughs> on two o five live. Ooh, really? Yeah. Have you not seen that yet? I have not seen that. Okay. Um. <laughs> I, I have mixed feelings about that because there's already so many titles. Um, to have like a basically a cruiserweight tag team. Wow, I mean, I I, I don't really know how I feel about that. You know, there, there's already so many titles in WWE. Like, how many more do you need? You know, because it's gonna be almost like everybody has a title. It's gonna it's it's like uh, you know getting a participation award. Everybody gets a trophy. No, there, there, there has to be <laughs> some people that are at the top, and there's some that you know that aren't, aren't at the top. There's, I think, there's already enough titles as it is, in okay. my personal opinion. So, well, I mean, I, I'm kind of looking at it uh, almost the same way, but just a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, WWE has been trying to make 205 Live really its own brand. Yeah. So you've got the 205 Live Championship. I think it's about time that we need to have tag team titles and get some tag team cruiserweight wrestling going. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I think it needs to get a little bit more popular first because I think it's, you know, it hasn't really quite gotten to that level yet. You know, with Hunter taking it over now, you know, maybe it'll start to get a bit more notoriety. But I think until then, I think you hold off. Well, I, I, I think so as well. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right with Triple H uh, kind of taking the reins and with uh, Drake Maverick mm-hmm. as being the general manager. Yeah. Um, I think we are honestly going to see 205 Live start to really 
thrive. Yeah, it needs to. Otherwise, it could be done. Um, you know, on top of it, we still don't know what Undertaker is doing either. You know, that's a big question mark. We don't know if he's going to be at WrestleMania or what's going on with him still. So time will tell. Could something be thrown together at the last minute? Sure, but uh, in the meantime, his uh, status is still up in the air, unknown. So. All right, well, I think that is a good way to wrap it up here. So I guess um, before we do go, let's uh, talk about our social medias, and then we'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll end it off. Yeah, I've gone through and I've made things super easy for everybody when it comes to the social medias. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and can be found at jk podcasts that's with an s at the end because somebody else had the name before us jk podcasts with an s that's going to get you to all of the social media Ooh, somebody's chiming in yeah that's uh that's a ding coming in uh, probably from one of our social medias that's good though that's good so yeah just as we're mentioning it we're getting more social media <laughs> stuff that's that's amazing um, but yeah, I mean, go take a look at that. Make sure that you uh, like all of the stuff that we have because we do kind of give, you know, special stuff going on there and uh, different stuff that's happening. Um, one of the big things that we have going on right now is on our Facebook account. We are trying to get ourselves up to 100 people mm-hmm. that like our Facebook page. Once we do get to 100 people, there is a contest that is running on that page right now. It's our pinned post, so you can find that. Follow the instructions, which is like, share, and tag some friends inside of it. And one lucky person, once we reach 100 people, will win an autographed Jake the Snake Roberts photo from when he was here in the Sioux this past winter. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, make sure and you know, check all that out. You know, because we you know not only post our episodes there, but uh, you know, other things get posted there as well. If you follow the the wrestling business and the, the technology bit, uh, industry, you know, there's always stuff being posted in there, pictures, articles, things that are happening as well. So, you know, and some of that might even be stuff that we don't cover on the podcast. So, if you want to kind of stay up to date on stuff that you're interested in that we talk about, you know, definitely Facebook and uh, whatnot are places to uh, you know keep an eye on. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, we'll end it off there this week, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Ciao. This is the Top Gun Chase Brit, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. This is ECW original, the enforcer, C.W. Anderson. I'm listening and always listen to Turnbuckle Talk with Joe and Carl, not only because I'm an Anderson, because these guys are extreme.